What's up, gamers? Welcome to episode 39 of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. I am the Commissioner Glenn Gordon, and it is Saturday night here on the East Coast of the United States, about 8-12 p.m. Uh, this is probably going to be a bit of a shorter episode. Uh, I'm actually going away this weekend. Um, one of our guys couldn't be on the episode this weekend, and, and so... We're, we're just going to try and keep it short, um, just to kind of preserve the fact that we have not canceled a show yet. So if we can avoid doing that at all costs, that would be awesome. Um, with me, of course, I have the great, the one and only, the original Ben Schillebeer Hall, uh, Ben Sterling, I should say. How are you, Ben? I'm pretty good, thank you. Just, just a little bit tired. So I've heard. Thanks very much for doing this. It's okay. I, I, I want to make sure we don't get a, an episode cancelled that would be that would be awesome um okay let's launch right into this tweets guys uh, we have some tweets since last episode uh last episode was great with the tweets uh, of course if you want to join in we send out some questions each week um we have some discussions on twitter and of course tweets get read aloud on the podcast so uh if you want to join the party head to twitter and tweet us at the rdgh um, on Twitter, at the R-D-H, T-H-E, R-D-G-H. And we will read your tweets on the air. Um, so since last week, um, the Fonz at SNOVA34Z earned his first PS4 Platinum in The Walking Dead Season 1. He says, the game is super easy, so why not a third time? We'll work on Infamous Second Son next. So congratulations to you, sir. Um, I got my first Platinum on um, Infamous Second Son. Ben, do you, do you have any Platinums? No, no, I don't have any platinums. Oh, man, D don't worry, I am so with you, because Infamous Second Son was kind of easy to platinum, and that was the only reason why I platinumed it. <laughs> no, it's just become a running joke between me and a friend of mine. He, he wants, he, he loves platinums. Oh. So, he, it's, he gets really pissed off that I'll go all the way up to, like, two trophies from getting the platinum, and then just stop. <laughs> Well, well, why do you? I mean, if it's just two just, trophies. It's just to annoy him. It's just to amazing. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're so close. That's an easy trophy. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'm bored now. <laughs> I'm bored now. Next game. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, you're just trolling, dude. Was it was it you who put up the, um, the Defender Shield in Destiny right in front of the loot cave when that was a thing? Yeah, yeah. I did that a few times. You were so fun. Um... <laughs> Thank you, Fonz. Shifty says, if it's not too late, Monster Chaos flavor. Uh, I believe not long ago we were talking about energy drinks, and I was talking about how bad they were for you. But um, people like energy drinks, so I asked about your favorite one. Um, Shifty's is Monster Chaos flavor. Now, I have had a monster before. I think it was a monster. Um, I was at a concert for Switchfoot, and my friend and I were a little tired, and he gave me this drink, and it was... I remember feeling special because it was a limited edition apple flavor in, like, a gold can. And so that was that was really special. Um, <laughs> I survived today just on energy drinks. Oh, I have never... I don't know, I've never... I, I, I didn't eat anything until I got back home about half ten. Good grief, man. <laughs> that's That's a lot. Um, 
He also says, uh, I got another for you. Ding thought that Drive Club was only a free-to-play PlayStation Plus game. That's incorrect. It was just going to have that free demo version. Um, I think I actually remember that. Ding mentioned that uh, Drive Club was free-to-play. Um, thank you for catching that mis um, misstep there for us. Yeah, uh, Drive Club is a paid game. It just has a free version for Plus, uh, PS Plus members, and it's kind of limited. Um... Well, there was talk at one point where you could purchase the cars you want. If I'm Riley, I'm sure that was one of their plans, but it got scrubbed because people hated it. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, that's definitely something I could see happening. Like people are would kind of like a big full version. I think than uh, a limited. See, I I wouldn't mind it if I'm honest, because there's only specific cars I'll use anyway. Mm -hmm. So if, if it's going to be cheaper for me to purchase just those cars, then, you know, yeah. if there's certain cars you like, then a version like that could be pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. So what if they did just kind of a, uh, they had the full version of Drive Club, but they had kind of a separate kind of spin-off Drive Club that was free for PlayStation Plus members? Wait, I guess you could just call it Drive to play. <laughs> there you go. Drive to there play. Drive, drive to play. To play. Um, <laughs> that would be fun. So um, Drive Club is actually, now that we're on the subject, Drive Club servers are still recovering from uh, what has been a terrible launch for the game. Um, for the most part, complaints about disconnections have been gone. Uh, they're still there. Some people are still having trouble. Sometimes the server will kick you off. Uh, but 14 hours ago, um, Evolution put a Facebook post up saying that more servers are online um, and now more people should be able to connect. Uh, if you have any problems with Drive Club, definitely give Drive Club your feedback. I encourage you to be civil. Um, this is as much of a pain for you, if not more, than it is for them, because you didn't work for 10 years on this game. Just keep that in mind uh, when you're giving Evolution your feedback. Um, so that is good. Thank you, Shifty, for that tweet. Um, let's move forward. Adam Duffield. Uh, is this Adam? Yeah, he asks us, which game are you guys mostly looking forward to before the end of 2014? Uh, it can be for either Xbox One or PS4. Well, where's, the love, where's the love for Wii U, man? Um, mine has to be Far Cry. His is Far Cry 4. Where's the love for the Xbox One as well? Well, he said either Xbox One or PS4. Ah, okay. Uh, let's twist this and call it the po Pokemon on the 3DS. <laughs> I'm just going to break all the rules. What twist? Just break every, all, all of the rules. Um, actually, I have not been looking forward to Pokemon as much as I thought I would. Um, yeah. af after playing X and Y, like, I mean, X and Y were enjoyable, but overall just unmemorable for me. I, I, I do recommend looking into this. Into Alpha Sapphire? and Yeah, because it's... Ruby full remakes of the originals with some extra content as well so yeah I might have to I'll, I'll yeah that's true uh, so you know and it's got it's I think we can from what we can tell it has the emerald content and it has new Pokemon as well as the new Megas like new Primal Kugra and Grodon right yeah um, pretty cool 
for me, I'd have to say Sunset Overdrive, and here's why. Um, I have purchased, uh, pre-ordered really, my very first Xbox ever after being a, uh, well, I've had, I've had PlayStation for forever. Um, I had a PS2, I had the PS2 Slim thing, uh, played P my friend's PS1 when I was little, had a PS3, have a PS4, have a PS Vita, had a PSP for a little while, like, I mean, I've been all PlayStation, and, and not, that's not to the exclusion of Xbox, it's just that I haven't seen a reason to get an Xbox because most of the stuff I'm interested in is on the PlayStation uh, console. However, I have pre-ordered my first Xbox, and I got the Sunset Overdrive bundle, the, the white one. And that comes, oh. that comes in, on Tuesday. So literally in just a couple days here, I'm going to have my first Xbox. So I think that that's part of why I'm so excited for Sunset Overdrive. But um, yeah, for now, it's Sunset Overdrive. Outside of that, outside of the whole I'm getting a new console thing, um, let's see, I would have to say, well... Well, Project Cars has been postponed. I don't even know, man. Far Cry 4, I guess. Um, if I had to pick one off out of, the, out of the hat, I'd say Far Cry 4 because, I mean, the story for that game just looks really great. The villain looks amazing. He, he, he seems like one of the best villains in, in games that I've seen so far. Um, and I can tell you the gameplay is a lot of fun. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so Far, Far Cry 4 uh, for me. Um, also, he... Oh, well, carry on. Sorry. Um, for... He also asks, um, with firmware 2.0 confirmed for the 28th of October, uh, did you think it would be out so soon? If not, when did you guys think it would come out? Uh, I'd say it's about when I think it'd come out, to be honest, considering how much they've been hyping it recently. And it's perfect timing. It's They've perfectly timed it. Because the new Lego game comes out soon. Perfect timing, Sony, thank you. Because mm -hmm. Lego never has online co-op, so having offline co-op is... with SharePlay is good. Right. Um, frankly, I I thought like this would be about right um, for a launch time for it, because, yeah, they they'd started promoting it um, not too long ago. We've had a couple maintenance days... Uh, during which they, they added some stuff to the servers. So yeah, I I'm, feel like this is a fair time for it to come out. It, it's it's about where it should be. If, if anything, maybe a little earlier, I would have expected. So, to be honest, to be honest SharePlay is not going to affect their servers at all. It won't really use PSN much. No, SharePlay won't. But the, the update in general might. Yeah. Um, okay. So, we also asked a few questions this week. Um, I think one of the first ones I asked was, which games would you like to see uh, turned into a movie? We've got Ratchet & Clank coming out soon. We've already had um, a couple... What was it? Need for Speed. Need for Speed was the one. That did not really um, make the waves that I thought would happen. So um, that's interesting, but but what what game do you wish to be made into a movie? There, then. Do I do I need to answer? Really? <laughs> Come on, we all know this answer. We all know. Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. Yeah, the movie. A lone goat must survive a harsh world of people and cars with his 
amazing sticky Spider-Man tongue thing. He must save, I, I don't know, oh, a ball for some reason. <laughs> there we go. That'll do. It's, it, it'll be still better than the Tetris plot. Who who would you want to direct it? Or who should play Michael the goat? Michael Bay. Michael Bay? Yeah. Because there's an achievement in Goat Simulator where you set up you explode some gas canisters in the petrol station. It's Michael Bade. So, obviously he's already set up for the movie. <laughs> Michael Bay, my goodness. Um, for Go- Mega Fox. So, so look out for Michael Bay's Goat Simulator the movie. Um, I, I guarantee it'll be better than Tetris the movie. Wait, there's a Tetris the movie? I didn't even know that. Yeah, Tetris the movie's being made for 2016. How do you make a movie out of Tetris? It's just blocks. See, and now you think my Goat Simulator movie sounds a lot better. <laughs> at least it has some sort of. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, at least there's a there's a there's a character. <laughs> what are, what are they going to do? Just watch? It's just a long Tetris game that you watch. Like, how does that even work? Um, I mean, I, I, my idea of the plot. Don't warning. This might be spoilers. This might be the plot. A long time ago in a galaxy the far, far away, Will, Will Smith must save the world from evil alien Tetrises that are falling from the sky. And if they all hit on the land together in a row, then the world will be disintegrated as it will be a giant line. And that is how you do a Tetris. Yeah, we don't, we don't like giant lines. Those are not so you need to stop that giant line. And Will Smith must implant a virus in the square block to <laughs> stop it. This is the weirdest movie thing I've ever heard. I, I don't even know. Tetris, we'll see. Um, so I guess look for Tetris the movie. Um, Glenn Mendoza, my favorite person on our Twitter, because he has my name, um, he would like to see Metal Gear Solid and Mass Effect turned into movies. And I actually have not played Metal Gear Solid before. Don't hate me. I have not played Metal Gear Solid, but Mass Effect, yes. Mass Effect would make an amazing movie. Um, they could turn the entire story of Commander Shepard, perhaps minus the stupid ending, um, into a, a big blockbuster film, because that, that game was all story. I, I loved it. And the Blu-ray can have a special director's cut ending where you get either a red, blue, or green ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. You can, you can, choose, your, <laughs> you can choose your ending from the Blu-ray menu. There you go. The, no, at the beginning it just asks, what's your favorite color? That's all it has yeah, to do. there we go. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, Adam Duffield responded, he'd like to see Gran Turismo made into a film. Drive Club would make for quite a good movie, too. Surprised that Metal Gear Solid isn't a movie yet. Uh, another one for Metal Gear Solid. Drive Club, I think, would make an interesting movie. Um, because you have that big social aspect into it, and, and that's easy to make a story out of. Um, let's see. Neil Bolt at Nezco at N-E-Z-Z-K-O says, I'd take an XCOM TV series, but movie-wise, I'd love Bulletstorm to be a thing. Uh, I would love to see that. That'd be amazing. And, uh, Fraser, are you here? Hi. He he jumped in here a little late. Our, our shapeshifter, Fraser Miller. Um, what movie would or what game would you like to see turn into a movie? Ooh, can I see Alien Isolation? You know, technically has one. 
Alien, oh, you've been playing Alien Isolation. I love it. What I have heard little to nothing about this game. Um, what what is this game about? It's essentially the perfect Alien game. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, have you watched Alien? No. Oh. It has a lot of nods to the the film, but it has its because you played Ripley's daughter called Ripley. <laughs> oh, okay. So Alien Isolation for Fraser. Um. So Fraser, just to update you, this is going to be a pretty short podcast, I think. Yeah, no worries. Okay. So, uh, hi. Hello. 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 Um, I also asked another question. I am going to find it here because I definitely lost my place. Da, 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 da. Ah, here it is. Um, I asked whether or not Xbox was over-promoting Sunset Overdrive. Um, it's actually a comment that I have heard a lot over the internet lately. I've heard, oh, this is getting overhyped. So I'm seeing too much promotion for this game. Um, and I asked if you thought that Xbox was over-promoting the game. Um, Adam said, to be honest, the game doesn't appeal to me, but I wish them luck and hope that it's a success for them. And actually, I think that's the only comment I received. So have you noticed any promotions for Sunset Overdrive? A few on a bus? A few on a bus. At Eurogame, a tenth price was given away cans of the drink from the game. That sounds like a terrible idea. (laughs) I I wanted one, but the queue was so long, I said no. No, I won't. This game turns everyone into mutants. Here, have one. Hey, it, it might turn me into human. <laughs> we were already human. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, yeah. So, uh, go ahead, yes. Uh, the only reason... Uh, I guess I feel... I don't know, I still feel a bit betrayed with Sunset Overdrive. Totally. I, I, I know it sounds weird, but I, this might sound like a fanboyish comment right now, so warning... <laughs> but it just feels wrong that they went, okay, we don't want to work for Sony anymore. We want to work with multiple companies so that we can have our game on multiple platforms. Yeah, this is their direct quote. And then as soon as they say that, they announce an exclusive game for Microsoft. Yeah, that does sound a little <laughs> a little hypocritical. I won't you know, lie. If they had said, oh, we want to work on a different console for the time being because we're used to Sony, Mm -hmm. then I don't mind. Don't care. Or even if they don't say anything and just go, well, we want to make it for this, don't care. But the fact that it was like, oh, you know, we want to be for everyone. Surprise, let's go to Microsoft. Yeah. Um, To be honest, there was a a situation with that because this time around, I mean, first of all, in Infamous. Uh, Insomniac, I call them Infamous. Insomniac is, and always has been, an independent studio. Um, I'm not sure why, in fact, Insomniac has been making games only for PlayStation consoles for so long, because they have always been um, an independent company. And and quite frankly, yeah, um, Sony owns the Ratchet & Clank franchise. That's not even (laughs) a question. But as an independent studio, you know, you, you have certain freedoms. And this time around, they really wanted to exercise that freedom because they wanted to make a game for the PlayStation, but they wanted to own the franchise. They wanted the freedom to put the game on the Sony console, but also have the freedom to put it on the Microsoft console, or even the Nintendo console if they saw fit and, and, and had the method to do so. You know, they, they wanted to own the franchise. 
they went to Sony, and I think this just kind of caught Sony off guard. Because Sony's used to Insomniac being here, Sony, have another game. Um, they're not usually... I, I think they weren't really wise to how serious Insomniac was about this, because when Insomniac asked, hey, we really want to own our own franchise this time around, Sony was like, no. Um, so, um, Insomniac went over to Microsoft, and they said, you know, we have a franchise that we want to own. Do you want it on your console? And, you know, if I'm Microsoft, here is this independent studio that has been making games only for PlayStation consoles for years and years and years, coming to my doorstep and asking me if I want a game on my console. My answer is, heck yes, whatever you need, it's yours. Um, and that is exactly what um, Insomniac got. They got the permission from Microsoft to own their own franchise and publish it on the Xbox console. So that's, I mean... Sony had a hand in this. You know, it, it, it's not a case of Insomniac not wanting to be on Sony or not, or not even or not trying to be on a PlayStation console, but PlayStation wasn't willing to meet their terms. Fair enough. Though, would it be interesting to see if Sunset Overdrive does come to another console? You know, it, I don't know, a, a future version, perhaps. Um, remember that Insomniac owns the franchise. It's exclusive to the Microsoft per the deal, but it's still Insomniac's game. So Insomniac is perfectly free to say, you know, here's uh, Sunset Overdrive 2, um, PlayStation, do you want it on your console? At this point, if they were to do that, I'm pretty sure PlayStation would say yes. Well, I think, it'll, I think Sony will wait to see how well this does. Yeah. If it does well, then they'll go yes. And throw money at them, probably. To, to be honest, it looks like a lot of fun. I've been looking oh, at some trailers. It looks like fun. It so does. I'm, I'm excited to get my hands on it. Uh, Fraser, any opinions on this? Um, I love Insomniac, but I think with the way this year of games is going, things are getting too overhyped. Mm -hmm. Destiny did really, really well, but now everybody kind of hates it. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I still play it a lot. Oh, me too. I love Destiny. Well, See, the story's terrible. Destiny's an interesting game because it's a lot of fun. And yeah, it has its flaws, but its flaws have not detracted from the fact that so many people love this game. I'm going to also mention one other. Titanfall. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it, it seems like games, like, obviously, the next gen is still to kind of pick up properly, mm -hmm. in a sense. So they're putting it's like, oh, there's, there's this new, new game that nobody's ever played, and you really, really like it. You get it, you're like, what is this? What? what, uh, what why? Where is everything? <laughs> you know what's interesting about that, though? A lot of the hype was not generated by the companies. A lot of the hype was generated by the fans. Um, the hype from Destiny really came from the fans. Uh, they put the alpha out there. And I don't remember Bungie, um, or Activision for that matter, being all, hey guys, this game is amazing, you gotta play this game. Um, it really felt like a lot of gamers went on to the alpha and went on to the beta and they were like, oh my goodness, this game is freaking amazing. And that's where the hype came from. And, um, I mean, sure, after that there were some promos, but it felt like the, the fans, the gamers were the ones who really, um got the word out there and got the hype going. Do you, what do you think? I think, yes. Uh, more console is what got me hyped about Destiny. Mm -hmm. He had so many cool videos all the way up to Destiny's launch that I always checked his YouTube account to see 
what was on there for Destiny. Right. So hype, hype can be fan generated, and I think for the most part, a lot of this was fan generated. Um, a lot of the hype this year was fan generated. Titanfall um, after E3, Titanfall's debut, everyone was like, "Oh my goodness, I love that game." Microsoft did push that one kind of hard, but it was supposed to be their saving grace for the first quarter of this year. Um, so I guess I can see why. Watch Dogs was purely fan-generated, um, and not to mention the fact that it was <laughs> the fans were kind of disappointed when we didn't get what we <laughs> expected with that game. Kind of. Yeah, that was disappointing. So, Fraser, do you think that a lot of the hype was was kind of fan-generated, or do you do you think that the con the, the companies are at fault? I'm personally going to go with the companies because that's all I saw. Until you saw? Yeah. I didn't see fans. I don't pay attention to that. I saw companies going, and then they're putting out video diaries, and it's kind of constantly like, oh, you'll love, you'll love, you'll love. And it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. Sure <laughs> we will. Um, I forgot one tweet. Sorry, Glenn Mendoza. He said that he would also like to see the Z a Zelda movie. Uh, he said, IGN made a very good fan trailer of a Zelda movie, and he'd like to see a Zelda movie come to life. That sounds interesting. I, I didn't even think about that for some reason. But uh, Zelda's known for a, a good long story, so I think that would fit really well. As long as you can get the right person, uh, the right cast, you need that. If, if anything, that movie would just be dependent on having the right people play it. Um, um, so. Uh, Zelda movie from Mr. Mendoza. Thank you for your tweets, guys. We're going to move on here because, remember, we are trying to keep this a little shorter. Um, there was an email, some some feedback for us this weekend. And before I continue here, I just want to say we always encourage feedback. Um, if you think we're doing something right, if you think we're doing something wrong, we want to hear about it so that we can address it. Like, knowing about the problem is how we make it better. So, send us feedback. You can email me directly at glenn.gordon at psu.com or send an email to um, podcast at psu.com. That's probably going to be an easier one to remember. So, podcast at psu.com if you have any feedback for us. Um, let me find this email. I actually lost it. Uh, Losing emails? <laughs> Here it is. Okay, um, I don't know if this guy... Given the nature of this, uh, this is kind of criticism. So I don't know if this guy wants me to reveal who he is, so I'm just going to call him Jason. Okay, that's not his real name. I'm just going to call him Jason. And if you, dude, if you want me to um, reveal who you are, then I'll give you a shout-out on the next episode. Um, <laughs> here's his original email. It just had some statements, and I just want to take the time to address them with everyone um, because they are some. there are some things that I think we weren't very clear on. Um, and that have just been causing confusion. So here, here we go. Um, the first statement he asks is, how can you call IGN unreliable, but constantly use them as a source? That is an extremely valid question. Um, I myself have said up and down that IGN's reviews are very unreliable. Um, they're, they're, they feel weird. They're, the scores don't match the content of the review. Um, now, here's the confusion, because what I did not say was that IGN as a whole was unreliable. I have never stated an opinion about um, IGN's journalism, their videos, 
Um, I, I think that as a whole, their, their journalism is pretty strong, and, and they deliver it in a lot of different ways. Um, so that's good. It's the reviews that I don't like. So you will hear me cite IGN now and then, but I think at least until there's a change, the only way you will hear me cite an IGN review is because um, either I'm just criticizing it or quoting it or something like that. So it's not it's not IGN as a whole. It's just the reviews. Uh, anything to say on those guys? IG ten out ten. IG ten out of ten. Yeah, well, <laughs> I I've never really paid attention to IGN. It's a bit too. I think they do too much now. So there's like a sort of jack of all trades, master of none now, sort of thing. Yeah, they do movies and, and all sorts of stuff. I'll admit the only places I go for reviews are PSU and Angry Joe Show. <laughs> Angry Joe. Because Angry Joe is there. Angry Joe. I usually. Well, my own videos. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, my own videos, because uh, I just play the games and PSU and Game Revolution, I'm usually doing. I trust, I trust them. Okay. Here is where Jason's email gets a little iffy for me. Um, or, or here's where it starts to anyway. He says. Can you guys tune down how powerful you think you are within the industry, considering you ask people to email or tweet in and only get two responses and think that's good? Um, you know, well, okay. To be honest, I think it's great that we get, like, two responses a week because for, I mean, what is this? This is episode 39, so for the past, um, for 36 of those 39 weeks or so, we weren't really actively tweeting from our Twitter. So the fact that we were getting any replies is absolutely fantastic. Um, we're still small. We're still growing. I don't understand where he read that we believed we were some big industry powerhouse. Um, I didn't think we were giving off that vibe. But I've really, the whole thing with the tweets and the emails is just to encourage interaction. Uh, we want to interact with you guys and we want to hear what you have to say. And we've been having fun doing that. Um, I've been loving the questions that we've been doing over the past couple of weeks and getting the responses from you. So um, we're, we are going to continue to do that, but don't misunderstand. We're not trying to be arrogant. Um, we're merely trying to encourage interaction with our listeners. Um, anything on that, guys? I am the greatest, and you should all bow down to me <laughs> for some reason. That was that was completely left open for Ben. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> I am the greatest. Um, I have the power of a nine thousand. <laughs> it's over nine thousand. Okay. See what So here's where um, here's the statement that I really don't understand, um, because he says specifically, and I quote here: "This is not trolling. This is feedback." But um, here's where it feels trolly for me. He says, quote, For your diversity, you are just stereotypical geeks and nerds, which all hate sports and probably sunlight. Um, I'm barely in the house. <laughs> well, well, you know, I mean, usually feedback doesn't include name-calling. So that had me scratching my head a bit. And, you know, I, I'm not offended, personally. 
Um, I guess he was on a roll and, and that got thrown in there. Um, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not offended. But it's just like, you know, if you're going to keep give us feedback, I, I do encourage you guys to, to stay civil and, and not do the name club. Because that, what am I, even if it's true that I hate sports and sunlight or, or that I am a geek or a nerd, you know, what, what does giving me that kind of feedback do? You know, how does that change anything? What am I supposed to do about that? You know? So just just kind of keep it constructive because that means this means absolutely nothing to me. Um, I uh, did I did say, however, that I would ask if you guys enjoy sports and or sunlight. So how do you feel? I'll, I'll let Fraser go first. I love sunlight, to be honest. I, 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 I hate winter. I don't like hiding, but uh, I build PCs. Uh, I work in a game store. Um, but I happen to get money to survive on, and I go out and enjoy life and see my friends, and I be best man to weddings and stuff. So you're a human. Hooray. Yes, I, I, I require sunlight. It's, it helps you live. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm doing this deliberately because I'm in one of those moods. <laughs> That's okay. Um, those moods <laughs> but are yes, fun. sunlight is sunlight is quite nice. Uh, Scotland doesn't get much, but... Uh, try and say to Sco a Scottishman any of that and see what happens in Glasgow. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Um, and how are you with sports? <laughs> sports is... All the good ones I like to watch like are US-based and usually I'm like sleeping by then. Oh, yeah. Because um, like football or well, soccer, they get paid way too much and it's a bit daft. That's true. Because I did watch the Olympic Games because it was kind of in my home city as well. No, not Olympic. Uh, Commonwealth Games. That's uh, the one I meant. Uh, dude, I love the Olympics. Um, and I mean, I was in Glasgow and helped out here and there as well for it. And it's just it's one of those things where it's just like, but we, we're obviously going to like games. We're doing a gaming podcast. Yeah. <laughs> ben. But it's like, oh, it's like we, don't, we don't all hide under with like foil hats on and you're just like, yay. <laughs> we don't? <laughs> when did this happen? Why did this happen? It all uh, fell apart, Ben. It's all done. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, ben, ah. I guess this is a good time to ask you how you are with sunlight and sports, Ben. Well, dinosaurs. I'm kind of the opposite to you, you Fraser. I, I hide in the cave, going. G you, uh, you leak air? Or? You need more a hiss. You need more a hiss like a cat. Hiss. Not piss. Hiss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is the statement of the night. Not piss. Hiss. Um, actually, last time, last time Fraser was on, he delivered the statement of the week again, too. What was it? Um, it's big and I don't like it. <laughs> that was that was that was Fraser's work, and now he's he returns. I'm going to go back and hate and not come back on the podcast. No, no, stay come back. It's all right. Um, what was it? What was it? Ben, you were uh, saying? My my I I get really bad rashes in sunlight, mm. so I I Isn't actually get sunlight? quite ill. So uh, yeah. sun sunlight kind of makes you ill. You kind of stay inside. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Gotcha. My mom used to get blisters, so that's. Kind of, I don't mind the rashes, but I want to make sure I don't start getting blisters. So there is a me good medical reason why Ben does not go out in the sunlight that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are I'm you with not sports? A vampire. 
<laughs> How are you? Is going to the gym count? What? Uh, I, I don't know much about the sports, really. I'm not either. allowed to go to the gym. No. Why, why, why aren't you allowed to go to the gyms? Because I still, well, I don't have a crack rib anymore, but my muscles are screwed. I have to yeah. go for blood tests now. Mm. Wow. Oh, yeah, you, you had, uh, how are you recovering with all of that? Oh, I guess uh, you just kind of gave me a hint. <laughs> well, I have to go for a blood test to make sure I don't have blood inflammation now. Mm -hmm. uh, I can lift some stuff, but I'm still not allowed to like, lift really heavy stuff because my back just kind of gives out. Just consider it a vacation for a while. <laughs> just take just take a little vacation because you know you you rest best. Who he who rests best wins. So True. rest best and heal up. So you I can, shall be the best. The like, best. <laughs> I wanna be the very best. Yeah. Um. But no, I'm gonna say is the fact that well, actually I can't remember what I'm gonna say now. You were talking about sports. Yeah, sports. I, no, I'm not a, not a sports fan. I don't understand the footballs or the or the hockeys or the, the things or the <laughs> kickballs. But what I was going to say was the fact that there is a reason why stereotypes exist, even if they're bad stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Because at one point in time, that stereotype did exist. In some and, cases, it still exists. Yeah, yeah in, in my case, it, I am the, the stereotype. Mm -hmm. I, I love my teeth. I've got slightly bad teeth. Uh, I am pale-skinned. I, uh, I am British and proud. <laughs> I'm Scottish and uh, proud. Oh, wait. I'm like anti-stereotype because I'm a six-foot-seven black dude <laughs> who cannot talk with a black scent to save his life. Um, and who is a vegetarian. Um, so, yeah, I, I break I some stereotypes. I can be stereotype enough for all of us. Um, there we go. As for me, I love sunlight. It was actually a very beautiful day, 70-something degrees. I did not get the luxury of going outside because I'm preparing to go away for the weekend. Um, but I do like the outdoors. I love flying stunt kites um, when there's enough wind and enough space, which frankly isn't that often. But um, I do love stunt kites. I have two of them, and they were expensive, which makes me sad. Uh, sports, I'm not huge on sports. I don't mind them. I enjoy playing them with friends. I, I don't usually enjoy watching them unless it's like, you know, WWE wrestling where, where there's some drama in it and with the athleticism and um, that kind of thing. And I, I, like I said to Frazier, I love the Olympics just because partly the spectacle of it. I love the Olympics. Um, looking forward to them in Japan in 2020. That's going to be fun. Um, trip to Japan. We need to do it. <laughs> I agree so much. I would lo I've been wanting to go to Japan for so long. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're not terrible on sports and sunlight. You know, it's just, we're, we're human. We're humans. We're people. So, for, for our diversity, we are not just stereotypical geeks and nerds, which all hate sports and probably sunlight. You know, we're, we're people. We're gamers like you. And um, <laughs> Fraser is sending me a picture. Fraser! That's not a picture, by the way. Japancrate.com. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Glenn's, oh. Glenn's done. <laughs> Hold on! Wait a second. What is oh, yeah. this? A yep. subscription? Ever wanted to try the crazy Japanese candy you've seen online? Now you can. Okay, yep. I've got to read this in a different voice. Uh, <clears> Hold just on. Right. Hold on. 
Ever wanted to try the crazy Japanese candy you've seen online? Now you can! Every month we'll send you a mystery box ranging from 4 to 6 full-size candies or 10 to 12 with do-it-yourself candy kits. Receive anything from a sushi candy making kits of vanilla ice cream Kit Kats starting at $12 a month with free shipping anywhere in the United States. I'm sorry, this is the best thing I've ever received. <laughs> so I can subscribe to candy and not just to candy, to Japanese candy? Yep. Yep. And you get a box of treats each month. Okay, I'm going to put this here, and I'm going to save it, and it's just going to sit right there for me for after the podcast. Um, Japancrate.com. J- literally, Japancrate, like the box, .com. You can subscribe to candy, to foreign candy. This is... Oh, this is about to derail the whole podcast. I'm, I've got to move forward here. Um, I wish I wish it had some sort of allergy information because I kind of want it. Yeah, I mean, well, check around JapanCrate.com. That sounds amazing. Um, I just like the images. They look amazing. Just I mean, the that, images. That, that guy with the chocolate around his mouth with the smile is amazing. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Fraser, this is the best thing you've sent me ever. Um, I thought you'd like it. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, let's move forward here for, with Jason's thing. Um, he says, and we get back to um, more constructive stuff here, which I appreciate. Uh, he says, your grammar, your grammar and pronunciation for up-and-coming journalists is awful. It needs to be improved and worked on if you want to become something in that profession. Um that is definitely valid criticism there. Um, you know, quite frankly, I, I appreciate that one because it kind of shows that he kind of cares about what we're doing. Um, I replied that I believe we tend to treat our writing and journalism differently than we do our general conversations with each other. Because the, the whole way RDGH works is we're, we're just talking about things. We're not, we, we don't have a teleprompter here. We're not even in the same room. We're not even in the same country. You know, this isn't this isn't anything formal. It's literally just conversation between a few friends about gaming topics. So we may occasionally mispronounce words. Um, ben likes to say "sadfully," which is not technically a word, but I don't care. It you will know. be one day. It will be one day. Um, <laughs> ben will have his own dictionary with "sadfully" in it. Um, so you know, outside of what's reasonable within a typical conversation. I haven't noticed a lot of mispronunciations or, or anything. And, you know, quite frankly, I, I told him this um, in a recording. I'm not sure that pausing and writing down the time, you know, correcting the person who, who mispronounced it, then restarting and hoping it sounds natural to restart and then, you know, have to go back and edit the whole thing every time it happens. You know, for this kind of podcast, all of that just isn't worth it. Um, so thank you. I, I think I will be checking my pronunciation just to make sure. But for this, I mean, it, it's just conversation. It's really just conversation. Now, if you see something in our writing where our grammar is off, definitely let us know on that because we want to keep that perfect. Um, so if you notice something wrong with our writing, um, that's probably going to be on PSU.com or in the description of RDGH. Um, send an email to editor at PSU.com and we'll, we'll fix that as soon as we can. Um, his last comment here actually branched into a second email with him, at least where I'm concerned. And, um, it was, and I quote, and don't get me started on how you state your hatred. Okay, if this is a quote, I have to do this correctly. Um, 
Quote, and don't get me started on how you state you hatred for fanboyism, yet constantly show your fanboy bias. Um, to which I asked, you know, I don't know what you mean, dude. How have we shown fanboy bias on the show? I'll be happy to address it. And um, here's what he replied with. Uh, first of all, he says gen gen he genuinely wasn't trolling. Um, <laughs> our, he says our voices and opinions are that of a stereotypical geek. Uh, so, well, okay, sorry. Um, but what he says in response to the fanboy thing was, you, in quote, you were slagging off Titanfall for being Xbox exclusive, and then you moaned about Tomb Raider exclusivity deal, yet you told Xbox players to stop whining about the Destiny exclusivity DLC thing. Um, which is actually true. <laughs> Somewhat. Um, we were saying that Titanfall should not have been Xbox exclusive, uh, we said that Tomb Raider should not be Xbox exclusive, yet we told Xbox players to stop whining about the Destiny exclusivity deal. And um, before I throw this to Ben and Fraser here, I really want to address that, because this was a very specific... Uh, th there were specific reasons why things went down that way. Um, so I, I actually wrote back to him, and I'm just going to read back what I wrote so that I say this correctly. Um, this is a quote from myself, which feels weird. I usually quote other people. Um, we were also specific in saying... Um, oh, excuse me. I'm, this is the wrong place. I feel the need to explain the first bit. We never intended to slag Titanfall for being Xbox exclusive. We, and eventually EA, just observed what a mistake it was to make that game exclusive, especially at the time they did. It was a mistake on EA's part that cost them money. We've always recognized that Titanfall was a good game and congratulated Respawn on such a fantastic debut. As a matter of fact, we also told PS4 gamers off for being all, yeah, well, Titanfall probably sucks, so we don't want it on PS4 anyway. I remember going on a tangent about how it's foolish to deny a good game just because you think X Company betrayed Y brand, especially since it's nothing but a business move. If anything, we slagged on EA for making the game exclusive, which turned out to be a bad business move all around that EA itself said it regretted but not Titanfall for actually being exclusive. That would pretty much go against what RDGH is about. So that's the bit about Titanfall. Um, we were also specific in saying that Destiny and Titanfall were different and that Xbox gamers were upset, A, about meager DLC that a lot of PS4 gamers don't even use, B, while they were getting the exact same game anyway at the exact same time as PS4 gamers, and C, upset about Bungie's apparent allegiance with Sony and betrayal of the Xbox brand for daring to have exclusive DLC on that console. Um, so Titanfall was different. I mean, it was... It's uh, not Titanfall. Destiny was different because everyone was going to get the same game at the same time. My phone is ringing. That's a good song. Let's see one thing about Titanfall then while we're on the subject. Um, yeah. I was playing it for a few hours earlier, and they added a new horde mode, and to be honest, it's actually fantastic. And I play on PC. I also have a PS4. I have an Xbox. I have a Vita. I have a 3DS. <laughs> I have Pokemon. I have Pokemon. <laughs> it's a new one. It's the reason why I... Shush. I'm getting the model. <laughs> ah, sweet. It's just, I go with it's like, right, there's a nice good game I might want to try. I'll go over here. Or there's a good game over there, I'll go over here. It's not like, it's like, alright, they put Titanfall on Xbox, but it was on PC as well. It may not have been on PS4, but I don't tend to play FPS. I love, like, Killzone, but 
I find it really kind of difficult to play on console. I don't like using a controller. It's just me. It's always been I've been like that with PCs. Um, uh, I would love Killzone to go on PC. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, I'd love Resistance to go on PC. Never going to happen. Um, but uh, I do play them on console. But Titanfall was just like I'll just get it on PC. And I, I've loved it. I loved the horde mode, but I didn't like it before because it, it was just it felt bare boned. Right. Um, well, let me just summarize the whole difference between the the Destiny situation, the Titanfall situation, and the Tomb Raider situation. Um, let's see, Titanfall and Tomb Raider are games that are not available to PlayStation at all. PlayStation gamers cannot play Titanfall and cannot play Tomb Raider unless they also own a system that's actually supported, be it PC or Xbox. Um, so if you have only a PlayStation and that's all you game on, you cannot play these games. They are not available for you in any way, shape, or form. Destiny, on the other hand, is. Um, you are getting um, the exact same game as PlayStation 4 gamers. You're getting it at the exact same time, at the exact same quality. You know, All you're missing out on is some DLC and a couple maps. Um, which will eventually be on the system, uh, yeah, for an unfairly long time away, but um, if you're hearing my Skype going off, Ben and Fraser are talking behind the uh, scenes here. So th that's different, because two games are not going to be on one of the systems at all. The third game is going to be on both of the systems. So, yeah, there's definitely a reason to be unhappy, especially where Tomb Raider is concerned, because Tomb Raider started on PlayStation, um, which means little. It's a multiple-platform game. But the, because it started on PlayStation, there's a good chance that a lot of the audience is going to be a PlayStation audience. Um, now, you know, you have all these people from both brands who are invested into the game, invested into the franchise, and there's a new Tomb Raider coming out that they are not going to be able to play. And what Ben and Fraser were talking about is how long they might not be able to play um, that either for six months or for a year. It's only a timed exclusivity deal. But, I mean, my goodness, yeah, I'd be unhappy too if, I, if I'm invested in a series and all of a sudden it's not coming to my box. You know, that's it's coming to the the other box that I didn't spend hundreds of dollars for, but it's not coming to mine. You know, that that's a valid thing to be unhappy about, you know. So, you know, Destiny, what, what people were really upset with with Destiny, Xbox gamers anyway, was that, you know, Bungie, who has previously been Xbox only, is now doing DLC for a PlayStation and not an Xbox which really is <laughs> far less consequential than a whole game not coming to the system. So, yeah, we're not, we're not doing things the way you're saying here, Jason. Um, there, there are reasons why we felt that way, which we were very clear, or at least which I thought we were very clear about in the podcast, um, but we'll, probably, we'll be sure to be more clear about that in the future. Um, ben and Fraser, are you? do you want to share? You pretty much said everything I was gonna say. Oh, okay. I would say like, I, you know, the whole Tomb Raider thing I think is is weird because it's like a massive franchise, then just restricted to one console. It's time, but it's just like, where's the logic? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering why that deal came about. Um, Especially as it sells worse on Xbox. It is. I know exactly why the deal came about because they want to have any adventure type game go up against Uncharted, but I'm sorry, Uncharted's going to wreck it. 
Yeah, Uncharted. Un Uncharted's just bigger than Tomb Raider. It Uncharted is. just has a lot more polish, a lot. Just everything is better with it. Mm -hmm. I still love Tomb Raider. Uncharted is better. Um, I, I, I can't believe we're actually saying this. I remember all the way back when Uncharted 1 came out. And they were, oh, look at that. That's just Boy Raider right there. That's Dude Raider. He's just a ripoff of Tomb Raider. Mm. Now, now look at it. It's, now look at it. Oh look, new Uncharted's coming out. Oh, new that's okay. No, Game, gamers are just quick to judge. They are, but quite frankly, you had it is an odd decision because uh, PS4 is selling like hotcakes. Um, Xbox is selling very well, make no mistake, but it's not doing as well. Its audience is a lot smaller. It seems natural that the game would just sell more on the PlayStation Four. More people have PlayStation Fours. Um, but, you know, I, I, maybe there was something in there, pro probably the money, I don't know, um, that got Crystal and Square to th throw it to Microsoft and to Xbox. I don't know. Um, but more sales, I mean, the game would probably get a lot more sales on the PlayStation 4 just because of how many of the units have been sold. So, I don't know. And plus, don't be angry, Sony fans. Even even if you are, don't have an Xbox, which, to be honest, with all the games that are coming out on the Xbox, you should look into game one anyway. Just think, by the time the version that comes out for the PS4 comes out, it'll probably come with all the DLC, the updates, and it might even run better. Yeah, it could. You know, by then, whatever bugs are there are going to come out. The only thing is it's so far away. I mean, it's not going to come out till holiday 2015, and then another six months to a year after that before it hits PlayStation. So, you know, we're not going to get this until sometime in 2016. Well, you got to think, though. You'll get all the DLC probably though, so it'd be like twice the game anyway. Mm. The complete edition. But what yeah. I what I would want to know is, but at that time, will who who will care? And I'm not saying that to be cute. I'm not saying you know no one's going to care. But I'm saying who, how many people are going to be interested in the game compared to if they just launch them on both systems at the same time? The people I that. Oh, carry on. No, on you go, Ben. The people who don't have an Xbox One will care. Who the people who. Who had who bought who would have bought Uncharted at Christmas but wanted Tomb Raider? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things that I think it would actually be it would actually help Sony okay. have it later on because they can go, oh look, we've now got Tomb Raider and look, it comes with all this free content. Look, you've got four free missions or ten free skins or whatever. They can go, look, this version's better than that version you had before. Mm -hmm. Um. Let's move forward here. One of Jason's comments says um, that we aim all of our power at boasting about getting games early um, for reviews and, and going to events, even though majority of the time you have to pay for yourselves. When your following is 1% of Eurogamer and IGN, etc., you know, Jason seems really intent on just kind of bringing us down. Like, he's all about, you know, you're not that great anyway. You know, you're a bunch of geeks. You're only you don't have that big of a following in the first place. You know, okay. Um, <laughs> but let me just address his actual claim here. He says that we spend all of our time boasting about games, uh, getting games early for reviews and going to events. You know, 
That's not true. We don't really get that many worthwhile games early. There, we work for PlayStation Universe, which is why we get games early to review. And when we do get them early, it's um, and we do review them. It's usually with PlayStation in, in regard, which is why we don't really cover a lot of reviews here on RDGH um, because we just we really just review them for PlayStation. We don't really review them for Xbox. Um, so we don't really spend a lot of time boasting about getting games early. Um, sometimes Ben or, or Gary might be reviewing a game, or, or I might be reviewing a game that we can't really talk about that much, and we might just mention, hey, we're, I'm reviewing something, but I can't talk about it just yet. Um, or I might say, you know, hey, Ben, how's that review going? You know, are you enjoying the game? Whatever. It's, we haven't been boasting. I mean, I, I haven't been like, ha, yeah, I, I got a copy of Uncharted like two weeks before everyone else. So y'all can suck it, you know. I, I haven't been doing, I haven't been doing that kind of thing. I'm glad that that kind of sounded a little weird, but I, I haven't been doing that kind of thing at all. So I I don't know why you believe we've been boasting. I apologize if we've been coming off that way, but um, you know, when we go to events as PSU, um, typically we don't have to pay for ourselves. Usually something's um, usually there's some kind of agreement, and we go to do press coverage. Um, however, we do skip some events. We we usually skip Eurogamer, for example. Hey, what? I cover Eurogamer. No, hold on. As a staff, we usually skip Eurogamer. As PSU, we usually skip Eurogamer. And so, so uh, I, I wrote a lot of articles. Can, can I? Can I? Can I finish? Fine. We usually skip going to Eurogamer as a staff, as a paid-for staff, to do press coverage. However, when we skip. Um, an event, usually individuals will go. And yes, they might have to pay for themselves, but usually they'll go and they will do. They will get some coverage and relate back to us so that we can have some coverage for the site. Does, does that cover your concern, Ben? Yeah, and okay. I do get press... I do get the tickets covered for me. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. The, the train and hotels, I have to cover myself, but that's fair enough. But, but the, press, the actual event, the press event, is covered. Yeah. So as so we don't send a bunch of people to Eurogamer for paid for all expenses paid or anything like that. But individuals might go out to these events and get coverage, like Ben does. Um, and and when he does, you know, he'll come back and he'll be like, oh, you know, this is cool. Look what I saw, and that's totally reasonable. You know, there's no reason for him not to do that. I mean, he's at Eurogamer. That's exactly what he's supposed to do, and that's good for the podcast because that's content for us. That's stuff that we can send to you to tell you what's going on at Eurogamer. That's not boasting. Um, Anyone could enjoy the same. You don't get any real privileges as press at Eurogamer. No. A anything that the press can do in Eurogamer, the paid ticket owners can do. So mm -hmm. it's nothing to boast. Yay, I got to play Dead Island 2. Whoa. I went there. So did you, and you, and you, and you, and all of you. Absolutely. Um, the, these events are pretty much open. E3, is, I think, is the one. Um, PSU usually tries to go to E3, um, and I think E3 is just a press-only event, so it's not like an open event that anyone can go to. But um, something like Eurogamer or, or PAX or whatnot, I mean, anyone can go to them, you just need a ticket, and, and you just need accommodations while you're there. So this isn't, this isn't boasting, you know? Anyone's free to go to Eurogamer. Anyone's free to go to PAX. Anyone's free to do this stuff. Reviews, maybe not so much. We, we kind of have connections with PSU for that. 
But we don't usually even cover reviews in this podcast, just because, you know, they're only for PlayStation. So you should listen to Unchained for that. Yeah, if you like PlayStation, go to Unchained and, and they cover reviews over there. But um, us, we don't. So, I mean, we might mention them, but we're, we're not trying to... What I'm saying is, in just this big roundabout way, we're not trying to boast. And I'm sorry um, if we're coming off that way. Uh, if we are, let us know and we'll, we'll try to fix that. But we're not trying to boast. Um, basically, I don't take Jason's words as, you know, insult. Um, yes, they are. They do sound trolly. Jason, I'm going to let you know straight up. You said that it's not trolling. It's pure feedback, but it sounds like trolling in some places. But in general, I do get your message. And he says that he is a longtime listener. He's been listening for a year or so. And I appreciate him so much for that. Um, and quite frankly, I really appreciate when someone feels, um, someone cares about us enough to let us know when we're doing something wrong and encourage us to do better. So, um, I, I definitely appreciate your feedback, dude. Um, keep listening. We, we appreciate it. But do, I, I do want you to know that did sound kind of trolly in some places. Just saying. Um, so I definitely encourage feedback, guys. Just keep it constructive. Um, I know we're not IGN, I know we're not GameSpot, I know we're not some... I mean, GameSpot is owned by CBS, you know, we don't have that luxury. We're, we're a small independent group. So, um, we're not, no, we're not in, we're not huge. But we're doing what we do, and we love what we do, and we love that some of our listeners love what we do. And we love that you were willing to let us know that you thought we were doing some things wrong. Um, I really wanted to address that. There are still conversations going on through email to make sure we're on the right track. Um, we we don't try. We try not to be fanboys. I mean, I don't think we've been really giving any fanboy bias. If anything, we've been talking fairness between all the sides. I've been talking about how I just bought an Xbox. You know, so. I, I disagree that we've been doing fanboy stuff, but I'll definitely look out for it. And guys, if you notice anything, send it to us. Send us a tweet, send us an email, and we'll we'll try to take care of it. Um, by Pokemon. By Pokemon. Ben, <laughs> ben, I know you had something you wanted to say, but Fraser, just before just before you, Fraser, uh, Ben, Fraser, did you have anything to add on this? Um, not really, no. <laughs> You've kind of said it all, so. I talk too much, I'm sorry. But I, I, I did type something, but I don't want to say it because it might tick people off. Well, now that sounds you're, good. Well, now you're making me curious. I want to read this. Sounds amazing. The, <laughs> basically, you know, we're a podcast. There's about thousand other game podcasts that you might not be able to complain about. We'd love you to stay, but it's like, wh why complain about something if you're going to just rip on the hosts? <laughs> I'm sorry because I I am in one of those moods because I'm tired because I've been working like Absolutely. forty odd hours and eleven hour shifts and I and I love my job, um but um it's just like really, <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't want you to be offended by that, Jason. I feel like what he's talking about is the the part where you called us geeks or whatever. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So that it's like you know. We are who we are, so... Um, isn't that but a you can't song? You can't, really, oh, <laughs> you can't really change like the people. It's like, we're and lots of people like listening to the podcast. Yeah. And it's like, that's what brings people to the podcast. It's like any YouTube channel. People go for the personality, and people are not going to like one over the other. 
right. they're not going to like every single YouTube channel. People are going to like that person or that person. They're not going to like that person because of this. <laughs> it's Take me, I, I like my PewDiePie. And... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> that that's his anger. That was oh my goodness, he's foaming at the mouth. That's my anger at the fact that someone who's terrible gaining four point eight million a year. That's true. I don't I don't understand how PewDiePie does that. Like, I, I mean, I, I have nothing against the guy, but I I watched a few of his stuff. I I don't get it. I, I love it, his stuff. You do? It's essentially made for twelve year olds, though. <laughs> I, I I like his Sims videos. They are amazing. Okay. I mean, he he had. A cup. A gay man have babies somehow, and then. <laughs> okay, that's, the that sounds like a great time to move on. Um, <laughs> so thank you, Jason. Um, again, if you want me to, if you want me to tell everyone who you are, just send me a tweet. I'll, I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Uh, and I want you to know we're not offended. I hope you're not offended. I just wanted to address some of your concerns on the podcast because they sounded like something everyone needed to hear. And I listen, man, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate your feedback, and I hope you'll continue to give us feedback in the future. Ben, you had something to say? Yes. Uh, go for it. I went to an event today. Oh. Tell yeah, me. Uh, tell me about it. Well, uh, uh, Did I, you get I... a free game of Tomb Raider? <laughs> yeah, I of had course. To. Of course, I got the PS4 super exclusive timed Omega edition that came. I just secretly It comes got. out before any other edition. Edge. He time travels. He time traveled two years into well, the future with the exclusive yeah. RDGH time machine. No, no, he's my TARDIS. Oh, Every okay. British person it's just has a TARDIS. Painted red. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's it's just got you. It's it blends in very well because I painted a goat on it. Oh, yeah. So it's not recognizable. Okay. Yeah, it's perfect. Anyway. I went to the Final Fantasy event down in London today where they announced that basically it was, they've done an event in New York, which they did, and then they did London today, and then they're doing uh, Tokyo next month. Uh, today they announced the new flying mounts for Final Fantasy fourteen. They announced the new job, Dark Knight. They announced the new Beastman tribes. They announced two new summons, well, two new primals, the uh, what's called, Bismarck and the you're all going to hate me because I said it's wrong. But it's going to be fun. I can't, I can't even try to help you with that. It's R-A-V-A-N-N-A. Ravana? Ravana. There we go. Oh. <laughs> okay. I have one question about that then. Yeah? Did you show off any more of Final Fantasy Fifteen? No, because this was a... Okay, that's it. I'm done. Oh, they didn't? <laughs> Oh no, because this was an event four fourteen. Oh okay. Yeah, it's it's to promote the new expansion pack that comes out next year. Hmm. That was the whole point of it. it. Anyway, they had they had different events that it basically the whole place was set out like like the like uh, like a town in fourteen. You had like the adventurers guild. You had the alchemy station. You had the Elzian archery, uh, which were all quite fun. Actually, I enjoyed a lot of them. In fact, I met Stephen, our boss man there. Oh, you and, met Steven. He's the general manager of PlayStation Universe. Yeah, I met Steven and hang around with him at the event. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, anyway, I did the Odin fight, which is exclusive to the the fan fest right now. You can't do anywhere else. Okay. You can't even do it in the game yet. Um, but is it, have, is it something that's coming to the game? It, I, all the other exclusive events did come to the game, so chances are it will. Good, good. So... Uh, basically, you have an eight-man party 
which you got to find eight, seven other people at the event to help you join, you know, do the fight, which, trust me, is quite difficult to find seven competent players that have played games before this game before, it seems. Uh, we failed the first time because the, the healer forgot how to heal. Mm. We failed the second time because the monk didn't know the rotation properly. We failed the third time because of my fault, because my cold control actually died halfway through the match. Mm. Um, and I literally couldn't do anything, which, as the main tank, was kind of a bad thing. Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah, they actually had to come in and replace my controller because it had actually just broken. Mm. Uh, anyway, on my fifth attempt, I beat him. We, we won with 15 seconds remaining. Um, and yeah, so I beat him, and they gave me the free T-shirt. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's an I beat Odin T-shirt. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, now I don't want it to sound just kind of in the light of what we were talking about. I, I don't want it to sound like you're boasting. So I just want to make clear that he's just trying to give you information yeah. on on what was at the event and what could be coming to the game. Well, I want to boast. I beat it. It, it was hard. It took me <laughs> two hours. No, not two hours. About an hour mm -hmm. to beat that fight. It, it, I kept dying and failing. So if I want to boast about beating it, like everyone else seemed to be it, then go for it. Go for it. Go, then do you know, it. You know do what? So what? A bit of boasting. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes a bit of boasting is good. Mm -hmm. um, and I also did the. There's a primal roulette they did as well, where it randomly picked one of the primal fights from the game. Not really in the game, but they they added a certain twist. I knew a couple of them, but I didn't. I don't know all of them. I know that if you if you had Garuda, your characters couldn't run. If you had, uh, I think it was if Ifrit, your characters you couldn't use the controller or keyboard. Keyboard, you had to use the mouse for everything. Hmm. Um, and the one we got was if sorry that was time if we got where we weren't allowed to bring in the tanks. You had to have a full party of DPS and healers. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, so, this is more boasting. Sorry. Sorry. What? Sorry, mate. Um, we beat it first try. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we, we beat it without even... We beat it first try because it's only if it hard. If it hard is nothing nowadays. So It maybe... used to be hard, but now that we've got new equipment, it's not really. Okay, so retraction... Maybe there is occasional boasting. Yeah. But, no, but, to be honest, anyone could have done this. Uh, to be honest, it's not me that was actually that good at it. It was the two summoners. I want to boast those two summoners that were in my party with me. They were amazing. Mm. Uh, I was shit, because I've never played a dragoon before. I'm a monk or a paladin. So, being put a dragoon in that fight, I was about as useful as a wet fish fighting a dragon made of Jelly, I don't know. Um, well, most fish, considering most fish are wet, that might be more useful than you think. Anyway, <laughs> I was <laughs> completely useless. Anyway, in this fight, so there's there's less less boasting. Okay, um, um, but we still won. Now this is interesting because every time I say we're going to keep the episode shorter, it turns into a full episode. Um, <laughs> I I blame the time wizard go. Because our time went back. I, I didn't want to end the whole thing on the on the, the feedback, the criticism, so I, I wanted to cover a couple news stories. Is that okay with you guys? Go ahead. All right. Time was it go? 
then let's begin. Uh, thank you, Jason, once again for your feedback. Sorry about the boasting, Jason. <laughs> Colleagues right, right, of us. Right after, wait, I'm like, no, we're not boasting. Wait, wait. It's, uh, I just know this this guy's the Red Ranger, isn't he? The Red Ranger? Yeah, Jason. Oh. Well, I just gave him a name. That's not his real name. Uh, no, he's going to be the Red Ranger from now on. Okay. <laughs> you are now the Red Ranger, Jason. That's, that's your... If you're ever on the podcast, that's your name. You're Jason the Red Ranger. Or Blank the Red Ranger, I should say. Um, oh, I, I accidentally went to the candy thing again, and now I'm distracted. Um, if you, <laughs> let's talk Xbox for a little while. Um, if you are on the fence about getting an Xbox, if you haven't yet but you want to, now is a great time because the Assassin's Creed Unity bundle is available. Um, well, what's so special about this bundle? You get an Xbox One console plus Assassin's Creed Unity, plus Assassin's Creed Black Flag for the retail price of the console alone. So you get the Xbox One and you get two games for the price of just the Xbox One. That is a good deal. So if you want an Xbox One, the Assassin's Creed Unity bundle is for you, unless you want a white Xbox One, in which case the Sunset Overdrive bundle is for you. That's the one I got. Um, Amazon, it looks like it's sold out, but other stores might have it. Um... Still on Xbox right now, um, the November update plans to uh, add a new feature to the Xbox One. Not to be outdone by PlayStation uh, PS4's 2.0 software update coming on the 28th of October. Um, the November update for the Xbox One will allow for custom backgrounds. And they try to outdo PlayStation in this part because not only can you have... Um, it's not just themes. You can actually take a, a JPG file or a PNG file, put it on a USB stick, stick it in your Xbox One, up, transfer the picture over, and use whatever picture that is as your background. Now, um, that may kind of be pointless because you still have all these tiles all over the picture. You can pretty much see the top of the picture and a little bit of the bottom. So, uh, but you know, if, if you choose something scenic, it, it can, looking at screenshots here, it can look really, really nice. Um, so look for that for Xbox One in November. Um, also, actually, before we move on with Xbox, what do you guys think about, about this stuff so far? I could have a goat as a background. Thank that goodness. Good. <laughs> you and goats. I've already uh, used that goat simulator song twice because of you. You're going to make me do it again. <laughs> no, I think I think our song should be "We Like Candy." <laughs> after that, after that site. Yeah, it might be, it might be. Um, I might have to use it for the beginning now. Um, Fraser, what do you think? Well, I suppose it might help people that don't go outside. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Phoenix. No, I can see it helping, but. Really, the tile and the tile things on Xbox One annoys me. It's why I haven't went near Windows Eight. Yeah, you know, well, you get used to them. It's kind of like if you have an iPhone. You know, you have your folders and stuff, but for the most part, you know where everything is. Just kind of, kind of, you put it there and you use it. That's how it feels. Like it. You realize I hate Apple, right? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you can hate Apple by yourself. Um, There's plenty of people that hate Apple. <laughs> people that hate Android too. Why are you coughing? I don't know. I just I didn't say anything. I was just coughing. Sure you did. Um, <laughs> the tile thing is kind of. I mean, it, it has a feeling of clutteredness. I mean, it 
yeah, they keep it in all these squares to kind of make them look nice, but there isn't really a lot of order there. Um, Your head kind of dashes about too much. You're just like, where is it? Because I had to sort of try and... I was testing one in work today, mm-hmm. and it was just like, where the hell is... what? Oh, it's the way down there in the corner. And yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> um, I feel like it's something that once you've been using it for a week or so, you'll get used to it, but... I mean, just for design, just for UI and design, this whole metro tile thing that Windows likes is just... Um, it's just not well organized enough to... I mean, it looks nice enough, but it's not very well organized. It's very busy. You have all these different colors, all these things doing different things. Not a good idea. It is a good idea for tablets. For That's tablets, it would... Well, you know, for tablets, people have been complaining about the tablets and phones, too. Because it's I just so busy. You know, if it wasn't so busy, of course, but the whole Metro thing is good for touchscreen because you've got all the icons Absolutely. right there. Yeah. But it might be a little lost on the Xbox. I don't know. Um, either way, you can now put your own pictures, um, or not now, but in November, you'll be able to put your own pictures as the backgrounds to your Xbox One. Um, so no more plain black. I, I'm surprised they went that way because the iPhone started that way. Um, it was just icons against black, and eventually it went to backgrounds. So that's interesting. Um, let's talk a specific Xbox game, Forza Horizon 2. Um, good grief. In the first week that Forza Horizon 2 was out, it sold 366,000 units, and it pushed Xbox One hardware sales up 25%. This is significant to me. Uh, this is from VG Charts, by the way. Uh, this is significant to me because, um, good grief, racing games don't typically drive things, um, no pun intended, uh, drive things up that way. Um, but it is from VG Charts, and everyone's afraid of VG Charts with reliability, um, what do you guys think? Is that worldwide? Um, well, it says nearly half of the sales were in the USA, um, uh, but also in Europe. Well, to be fair, Europe is big on racing games. If anything, is going to sell the Xbox One for also would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same with Japan. Uh, that There's a big racing genre culture there as well. Oh, I didn't so. even know that. Um, so yeah, that's it. Racing games do do pretty well in those two regions, but it is a bit surprised in North America. Hmm. But when you got got to take the fact that there's not many racing games out right now. Sure, we have got Drive Club, but again, that's exclusive to PlayStation. You got Forza, which is exclusive to Xbox, and then you got the Crew, which is now December. So that right now, they've got that little sweet spot where both consoles can sell equally because. They both have a game of that type at the same time. And if you've got one or the other, you can pick one or the other. It also helps that, I mean, Forza Horizon 2 has been getting really good reviews. Yeah. Can I double-check something before I say anything? Is that the new Forza not the one that... Uh, the studio turned around and said it's getting the DLC on Xbox One but not 360? No idea. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was the, the latest Forza was getting, or something was getting only on Xbox One and not the 360, and people were getting really annoyed about it because it was like, I bought your game and you're ditching it, basically, from the get-go and just focusing on Xbox One to well, try and for. You know, I mean, 
Yeah, I can understand why people who own the previous-gen console would be unhappy with that, because they have the game, but really, the whole thing, we're trying to move forward. And I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not saying that they should do it this way. Um, let me make that clear. I think it's not really fair to those who have the Xbox 360 and can't get the Xbox One right now. Um, but it's, it's not really surprising to me that they'd be looking for ways to encourage people to buy an Xbox One soon. Because they're, they're, they're trying to phase, even if they are going to support it for a while, they're trying to phase the Xbox 360 and the PS3 for that matter. They're trying to phase those out. So, um... I just feel like they sh if they were going to do that, they should have just released it on Xbox One. Because they've just, like, you get the base game, and I don't like DLC as is, but I get people, like, like for Forza, you know, like, new cars, new tracks, whatever. And the fact to just go, here's your game, you're not allowed to touch any of the DLC. It's like, people want to give you your money, but you're, like, basically ditching the game from the get-go, which if, seems a bit odd. If you're going to do that, at least at least bring down the price for the previous generation. Yeah. I mean, because that's not worth it. I mean, that, what are they paying? They're paying for the base game, but then they miss the DLC. Well, I mean, is the DLC paid separately, or is it... I'm going to look this up, actually. Um, DLC... If this is true, though, what they should do is have a deal like... Yeah, they did with Destiny and uh, Activision has with Call of Duty, where, well, Activision with Destiny as well, actually, where if you purchase the old generation game, you can upgrade to the new generation when you get the console. That would be a good way to say, look, Forza Horizon uh, is you might have it on 360 now, you might not be getting the DLC, it, but as soon as you get an Xbox One, you can upgrade your version from mm. 360 to Xbox One. It just appears of like a very. I, I've sent you a link there. It's, it's from Eurogamer, and it's just like to clarify: we're currently planning to release DLC only on Xbox One version for Forza Two or Forza Horizon Two. Also, Forza Rewards benefits are only available on Xbox One. It's like, so what do the people that bought it on 360 get? I know they get, get the game. The game. Yeah, it, it just seems like a bit of a douche move. It's like, <laughs> it's like here, here's the cliff. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is, I guess. Um, anyway, well, Forza Horizon 2 is out, and it looks like a fantastic game. It's something I plan to get when my Xbox arrives. Um, actually, sometime after my Xbox arrives, because now I'm broke. Um, what? What? Did you break something? No, I'm broke. Oh. Money. I'm a college student, dude. <laughs> I, was pl I was thinking of getting a Wii U. Yeah, I, the thing is, Super Smash Brothers is coming soon for the Wii U. That's going to get it some sales, but I, I'm, you know, I want Xbox One instead of Wii U. I'll get Super I, I kind of want a Wii U as well, Frasier. It's just Super that... Smash Brothers and the Zeldas. For me, there's only one game on, or, well, two games on the Wii U that I really want. Whereas for Xbox One, there are already a bunch of games that I'm interested in in the future. I think there's about, there's Bayonetta 2... 101 Wonderful, whatever it's called. Pikmin. Uh, Hyrule Historic... No, not Hy Hyrule Warriors. Zelda, when that comes out. Smash Brothers, when that comes out. And hopefully yeah, some sort of Pokemon game. Well, yeah, some sort of Pokemon game would be good. Hmm. See, the only thing is I want a Wii U, but there's still currently nothing on it I want. Right. Um, 
All right, let's move forward just a little bit here. Um, Ubisoft has been in the news a lot lately for the controversy with parody. Uh, Watch Dogs did some of it, I think. Um, Assassin's Creed Unity is gonna has been brought down on one of the consoles for parody. Now we talk about The Division. And The Division... <laughs> let me just say that The Division is getting hype. Um, the Division has been getting hype for a long time. And let me be clear when I say it really looks like a fantastic game. Um, just the way the menus are, the graphics themselves. If Ubisoft were to put this game down on any one of the systems, there would definitely be an uproar. Good news, that's not going to happen. Uh, the Division is going to take full advantage of both consoles, um, including the PlayStation 4. Ubisoft says, and I quote, it's an amazing machine. Um, it says, we've developed both the engine and the game specifically for this new generation of consoles, so we didn't have any problems at all. It was perfectly built for that. I know a lot of other games are using older engines that they need to port. Ours was built from the ground up. It takes full advantage of the PlayStation, and it's an amazing machine. So, um, nothing to worry about with the Division. I'm trying to find, figure out when the Division comes. Uh, I, I don't believe we have a release date. It's just sometime in 2015, isn't it? So, The Division is coming soon. That's definitely one I'm looking forward to. Um, are you looking forward to that one, Fraser? Hell yeah, but we get on PC. Of course you will. Um, <laughs> I have a new six-core system. I want to take advantage of it. Go ahead. I mean, it's a great-looking game. It's going to look fantastic. I, I'm worried that the, the recent previews have compared The Division to Destiny. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm worried on what The Division will be like. It's just, well, you know, I don't like that people automatically want to compare games like that, because they're completely different. I mean, whatever. Anyway. This was Ubisoft. This was Ubisoft. Um, yeah. Ubisoft was comparing it to what? Destiny. Huh? Yeah, well, Ubisoft has not been smart lately, so we'll see what happens. Um... A little bit of new information, sort of, on uh, PlayStation 4 firmware 2.0, which has been named Masamune. Um, interesting Japanese name there. Um, the share play feature has some rules for it. Um, I'm going to quote this from DualShockers.com. You can be in a party with eight people, but share play can be done only with one of them at the same time. The rest of the party will not be able to see the screen, but will still be able to chat with the host and the guest. Uh, when the host is visualizing any other screen than the game being shared, the guest is shown a standby screen. SharePlay's time is limited to one hour. The remaining time is visualized in the party screen, but you can earn a new session. Uh, excuse me, you can start a new session immediately after the old one expires. Um, certain games may have scenes that cannot be displayed during SharePlay. Uh, while you use SharePlay, live streaming and remote play are not available. The guest cannot save video clips and screenshots during SharePlay. Um, there's also some information about the USB music player app. Uh, it's not possible to copy music files from USB to the internal hard disk of the PlayStation 4. Uh, the title of the USB music player will be shown exclusively if the connected store, uh, USB storage has a music folder. Also, it cannot be used at the same time as Music Unlimited, because we would all love to listen to two songs at the same time. Um, tracks played by the music player won't be heard while live streaming and in videos recorded by the PS4. Um, interesting. I'm surprised at the uh, whole thing about the guests not being able to save video clips and screenshots during SharePlay. That's disappointing and, and a little surprising. Um, well, if need be, you could just tell the person that's 
Yeah, you can tell the host to do it, but, you know. Yeah, you can say, oh, do you mind also, doing a bit of a shave? Also, I don't understand if you can start a new session immediately after the old one, why have a time limit in the first place? Uh, I can easily answer this question. Okay. Um, if you don't have a time limit, you could easily say leave your PS4 on all day and have someone play for an entire game and not want to buy it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. By having a time limit, you're forcing people to play hour chunks and then have the person that's hosting it be there still to click yes to carry on playing it so the person can't <coughs> just keep playing hours and on end. Mm -hmm. You can still do it, but it's more inconvenient. <laughs> well, that makes sense at least. Okay. So that's new information on 2.0. Uh, any opinions here? Fraser, you, you made a bit of a sound. That's because of clearing my throat. Ah, uh, okay. I thought you were just... <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to 2.0 and share play. I can finally do those bounties on Destiny that I can't do. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah, you can have someone to hop in and, and do them for you. Yeah, because I suck at PvP and my mate is great at PvP. It's like a win-win situation. <laughs> the only downside is the, the guests can't get trophies. No, they can't get trophies. Um, Which, again, makes sense because... If this not to say, game. yeah. If you if you, if I said, "Oh, Glenn, would you like to play some Shadow Warriors for freeze?" You can just I'll leave my PS4 on today. You you play you play it, and you get all the trophies and you beat the game. Mm -hmm. You have no reason to buy it. Right, uh, Fraser. You, you cleared your throat, but that was separate. But anything <laughs> anything to add? I I like it. It's it's a big update that I think's been needed. Needed. Um, people are still waiting for the DLNA and the name change and all that stuff too. I, I just find it's a good update, but I personally, I probably won't use SharePlay. No. I just kind of keep to like I keep my PS4 wise to because I, I don't really play online on PS4 or anything like that, and I just tend to be like right. I've played Infamous, and I just tend to stick to single player games. It's my PC. I kind of play multiplayers and stuff and it's just I don't see the point to me I can see the point to other people mm -hmm. but, but it's not I mean, really useful to you but I like the, the sort of enhancements like to the, the live broadcasting because I like to stream uh, I like the enhanced voice commands because I actually use them all the time um, I just sit and instead of using my controller like if I want to put on a blu-ray I just go playstation blu-ray play done uh, I actually understand Scottish accents somehow oh there you go <laughs> okay um, and it's just like it actually like it's. I think it's only been like once the entire time I've used it, it doesn't recognize it. But all that and the library feature was really really needed because it's like scroll all the way along to get to the game you want. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the the PS4 UI isn't perfect either, but I feel like it's a little more organized. Um. So yeah, that's that's 2.0. 2.0 once again is coming out on October 28th. That's Tuesday, the same day I'm getting my Xbox. I think you can tell I'm excited. I am looking forward to this. I'm, I haven't had an Xbox before, so that's going to be cool. Um, also, the same day as the big, huge Final Fantasy 14 update. Oh, there you go. So October 28th is a great day for everyone. Um, so make sure you've got like protein in your body because otherwise you're going to break your back lifting it. Right. Uh, <laughs> Gotta move forward here. Um, real last thing I'm going to cover uh, today. 
Evolve has an alpha coming out pretty soon here. I forget which day. Um, it's going to be... It's Halloween, I think. That is. It's going to be for Halloween. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. We better double-check that before you take our word for it. But um, it's going to be soon. It's going to be on both PlayStation and Xbox, with Xbox getting a 24-hour head start, um, which is great news, although previews so far have not exactly been positive for Evolve. So um, I guess that's worrisome. But if you are interested in the game, and you should be... Oh, and it, oh it's going to be on... It's going to be on, on PC. PC. It's going to be on PC, too. Okay, yeah. Um, no. That's okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll be on PC. Um, have fun with that. Yeah, please. PC will have it, too. Um, but Xbox is getting the head start. Um, so I don't know what's up with the previews. Things do not seem to look good for the previews. But um, the alpha will tell, so... Go ahead and sign up for the alpha, especially if you're on Xbox. You know, 24-hour head start's a good deal, uh, free for everyone. So you can give this a try and see for yourself. I definitely encourage that. Don't just live by the previews, especially when you have a chance for free to try the game out for yourself and find out if you like it. Um, so Evolve pretty soon. I, you know, I'm here. Let me just double-check and make sure I know when it is. Um, and I want to say... I, I, lo I love the look of Evolve. Oh, you do? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, sorry, I, I got confused because you and Ben started talking at the same time. Ben, Fraser-y, <laughs> Malgamish. It's, it's like Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. Uh, ben, what were you saying? <laughs> I, I, I think the opposite of Fraser. I, I don't like the look of it that much. Uh, but it's weird. I like the look of it, but I don't like the look of it. I like the concept. I like the whole idea of a monster fighting... For people's, you know, you playing the monster, but I'm worried that it will not be, there will not be enough content for a full price game. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that concept will wear off quite quickly. You know you're gonna have fun like the first five or six matches, but just like Titanfall, I can see it being very overhyped, and then as soon as it launches, two or three weeks, then this will just die. Right. Can I counterpoint that? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. It's the same studio that did uh, Left 4 Dead. Ah, uh, true, but... I don't know. Uh, it's can miracles happen twice? I don't think like Left 4 Dead was necessarily a miracle. I think it's more like a like, it, well, I don't think it's like a new genre because it was technically like an FPS, but it was like, you know, four players against a horde sort of thing. And to, to this day, people still play it. It's going to be one of those things you dip in and out of. You know, you play for an hour or two, you go away again, come back next week, play an hour or two, come back again. The mm. thing is, though, I bought, and I think a lot of people bought Left 4 Dead Boy when it was on cheap. I, I bought it when it was on sale. I'd... I'd refused to buy it when it was full price and I feel the same way about Evolve if it came out at about 20 to 25 pound then I would buy it day one and I would buy a season pass I, I would be like yes this this is a good price okay for the, for, yeah for an hour every so often that is a nice price but for a 50 pound game where I might only want to play it once every couple of weeks uh, I don't know 
This is where I love being a PC gamer because it's twenty three pounds. <laughs> anyway, um, Evolve the Alpha will be on PS4 from October thirty first, as you said. You were correct. October thirty first to November second. Um, on Xbox One, it'll be from October thirtieth to November second, and on PC, I believe thirty first to second as well. Um, so you need to register in order to do it. Um, go to evolvegame.com slash big alpha, evolvegame.com slash big alpha, and you can register on whichever platform you want right there. Um, with that, guys, we're going to close this out here. We went a full hour and 35 minutes, so much for a short episode. Um, <laughs> and I want to thank you guys, Ben and Fraser, for being on. Uh, we had kind of a schedule, but it kind of fell apart, partly because of me and, and my thing with going away this weekend. So I just want to take a moment to thank Ben and Fraser for being on this episode. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you. For thank you for having me on. back. Uh, I want to thank Jason one more time. I feel weird about having to address everything because I feel like I might have said something wrong. But I want to thank you once again, Jason, for your feedback and let you know I'm not trying to offend anybody, just trying to explain stuff. Um, thank you, Red Ranger. Thank you, Red Ranger. Yes. Uh, thanks to the Red Ranger. Um, so we're going to finish up here, guys. Thank you for listening to episode 39. Good grief. We're, this is one week away from 40. Then, then we're getting close to the 50s. We're going to the 50s. It feels like last week we did 40 for Unchained, and now we're here. Um, ben, how can people contact you, sir? Uh, you can stalk me on Twitter at Chile underscore UK. You can also contact me on NeoGaff at Chile. Uh, plus that's, that's, that's the ways you can contact me. That's it. And how about you, Fraser? Uh, on Twitter, it's fraz101, freezeds. And if you really want to send me a lovely email, it's fraser.miller at psu.com. <laughs> you sang that. Ah. <laughs> it's fraser.miller at psu.com. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's like meant to be like 23 in the morning, technically. <laughs> well, it's 10 to 2. I'm confused. Yes. It's, it's 10 to sometime <laughs> poor UK folks um, guys be sure to follow us on Twitter at the RDGH we'll, we'll post questions there we'll have discussions we'd love you for you to join um, and some of your tweets actually we've been trying to read all of them but if we get a lot of them we might have to pick and choose but for now all tweets will be read on the air um, I hope we get more I don't know I, I hope we don't get stuck with just a couple all the time so um, definitely join us there. We'll be happy to read your tweets and your feedback on the air and address any concerns you may have. Um, you may also email us if you have any concerns, podcast at psu.com. Um, please subscribe to us as well. Leave us reviews and whatnot. We are on iTunes. You can have all of our amazing podcasts downloaded to all of your iThings automatically if you subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, if not, just subscribe wherever you find us and leave us a review. Um, two episodes ago, we took a trip back to Overclocked Remix to find our intro music, and we used a great one. Uh, it's a remix of the Green Hill Zone theme from the original Sonic the Hedgehog game on the Sega Genesis in 1991. Uh, it's a brilliant remix done by OA and Scared Sim over at OC Remix, and it's called The Sound of Speed. I guess that's a play on the speed of sound. I love that. Uh, we loved it so much, we want to bring it to you right now in full. Uh, there's another Green Hill Zone remix we found and fell in love with. It's a recent addition to OC Remix. We look forward to bringing that one to you in the very near future. But for now, here's the sound of speed. Remember, you can download this song and many more awesome video game remixes in full for free at Overclocked Remix. That's ocremix.org, not .com, O-C-R-E-M-I-X dot O-R-G. Um, and with that, we're about to... Oh, actually, no, I didn't say how I, you can contact me. You can contact me on Twitter at glenn.gordon. 
Um, no, by email at glenn.gordon at psu.com or on Twitter at Glenn, uh, go Glenn underscore. I couldn't remember my Twitter. At go Glenn <laughs> underscore on Twitter. Um, now we're going to wrap this up, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 38. Tune in next week for episode 39. I No, this is 39. I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Tune you... in next week for something. <laughs> Daylight t- saving time do something to your brain. Oh, it's daylight savings time? Yeah, it is here in the UK. Oh, it's there. No, I'm in the US. It's only it's only about ten here. I'm surprised I'm as conf- I'm so confused. <laughs> um thanks for listening to episode thirty-nine. Tune in next week for episode forty. Until then, guys, we wish you a great week, great gaming, and as always, don't be a racist. Gary's not even here. <laughs>